Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Kyler. Welcome to the Teen Sage Podcast, where we talk about our opinions and interests. This is episode seven, where we're going to be talking about sexuality and social norms. I really didn't have any thoughts about sexuality or anything like that until I was in sixth grade. And I was like, there's gay people in the world. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> Not because I didn't know there was gay people, but because I didn't know there was like a label for gay people. And I was kind of, I just didn't know it was weird or different at the time because I had like family friends who were, uh, in same-sex relationships and all that jazz, but I didn't really process that meant anything else. So I, I haven't, you know, like, really had the most time to think about this. Like, sixth grade wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's only four years of time um, to think about things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. When did you first start thinking about this kind of stuff? Um... I honestly didn't really. It was just kind of like. There are. I don't know. It was just kind of. I feel like it was like growing up. It was just kind of like an accepted fact. Like. A truth universally acknowledged. Yeah. Like, you know. Right. Yeah. It's just. People are out there. They have relationships with other people. (laughs) Right. Didn't ever really bother me. Like, I didn't really, like, you know, think about it that much. Middle school and elementary was probably when I realized, like, the issues that they were having more. Mm. Like, you know, oh, not everybody actually accepts them. Accepts them? Like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's madness. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I guess it was kind of just a fact that I grew up with. Right. Um, except it was only, like, I didn't know of, like, the less well-known ones. Right, yeah. Like, you know, asexual, aromantic, things like that. Like, (laughs) Yeah, totally. It took me forever to actually, like, find those terms used. Mm. Right. Well, and you're not a big internet person, and that's kind of where I found a lot of information about uh, sexuality and just kind of minority sexuality groups that aren't really talked about a lot. Yeah. Oh, it's... Yeah, the internet... The internet helps once you know the terms, or have heard them once, so you can search them up, but I wasn't actively on the internet in a way that would allow me to discover them. Right, yeah. So that was led to me not knowing about them for a very, very, very long time. Right. I mean, it wasn't that long. Yeah, we are we are still young, however much we like to think otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> and act otherwise. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Yeah, I, I guess it was just kind of like something that you're accustomed to. Like, I know that we're going to talk about like societal expectations and stuff later but I think like growing up you're kind of 
taught to think these things like like you were talking about that conversation with your mom like how you thought that she expected you to get married and everything and that you were required to do that it's kind of like something built into our society which is interesting yeah like you're required to grow up get married have a husband have kids like (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh the amount of relief I felt (laughs) I was told I didn't actually have to do that (laughs) yeah well and the weird thing is that like we both have pretty interesting and out of the box parenting parents right you know yeah so it's it's weird to think that we still kind of got these expectations even when we had like uh, really inclusive parenting and all that yeah well my mom told me later that her reaction was like why would you think that like how would you could you think that (laughs) like yeah because she was just like I don't like she and my dad were weren't always thinking of getting married like things like that but it's just like I go to a school, like, I went to a public school, and kids were there, and so I didn't really, like, a lot of them had, you know, two parents who were married. So I didn't really get exposed to the fact that you don't actually have to get married, because sometimes they don't have kids, and then they don't take their kids to school. So, you know, like... (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, yeah, but... Yeah, it's really interesting how we, like, I don't know if you fell into that, like, trap at all, but. Yeah, I. I think I'm mostly just weirded out by my family because I find that my parents are weirdly stereotypical and, like, they choose to live kind of a 60s lifestyle where, like, my dad is, like, the the bread bringer and my mom is a stay-at-home mom and all that stuff. And they, they wear like pink and blue so often it's just (laughs) it's so weirdly standard but they're like you know weird in different ways and it kind of wigged me out when I was younger to be like but they're normal right you know like these are kind of normal things but they parent very differently and have different like thoughts so I don't know if I ever directly fell into that trap but I kind of had this plan for myself when I was like 10 years old where I thought I would you know like have this path of like going through school going to college getting a job uh finding a partner getting married all that stuff but I don't think it was like I don't think it was me consciously being like I have to do this it was just me being like this is the way that life is yeah it wasn't necessarily like I had to do that I was just like isn't that like what everybody does right yeah so it's kind of like social norm pressure to actually execute that Mm mm-hmm like, it's I definitely weird. in way, no way felt like I was, like, being <laughs> right. held at knife point telling me, you have to do this. But, like, it was just social. Like, like right. it was just, it's what's shown. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I just didn't think that there was, like, another way to do life, you know? Like, I just thought it was kind of like a game where you just, you did all the same things like you do in the game of life, actually. Yeah. Like, the board oh. game. I just thought that was literally what happens with people's yeah. lives <laughs> yeah no it is it's so bad like that's the stereotype but. I know I remember uh when I played the game of life with a friend in like fourth grade and I would always choose the little blue pegs as my person <laughs> and I like nobody ever questioned it nobody was like hey no the pink one is the girl one or whatever and I was just like yeah that's that's about right. 
I was <laughs> not even a little bit aware of the signs going on there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't like, <laughs> I did a very similar thing because I just like the color blue. I was like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's blue. I mean, who Nobody likes the doesn't color? like the color blue. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't really like the color pink that much. Right. So I'm just like, yeah, I'll pick the blue one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <sighs> it's weird how that becomes a setup. Like, I've read a lot of articles recently um, from some friends about like gendered clothing and stuff and how we gender colors and everything and it's it weirds me out how we've associated like things that have nothing to do with gender with gender like how do you do or just styles of clothing too yeah i actually read a post recently about like mental health being gendered there's like the common stuff about how they diagnose men more because women are supposed to be you know emotional and everything so they label them as crazy and don't like really treat any mental health issues they may have and the thing I saw recently was that they actually label if you have a labeled mental health thing ADHD they'll say like female presenting ADHD or something and I just lost my like no (laughs) I haven't heard about this but yeah that sounds like something people would do Yeah, and it just confuses the heck out of me. It doesn't make sense to me, because I don't think we're fundamentally that different. Like, it's a few chemicals. (laughs) And it's also, like, just what we're expected and what we're allowed to do. Like, there's a stereotype that men aren't allowed to show emotion. Right, yeah. Which causes this, oh, they don't show emotion, then women get diagnosed as crazy. Yeah, it's just... It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It wigs me out. I don't like how you can't... You can't find... Like, basketball shorts, they're men's clothing, uh, and they don't make them for women. Or, like, just gender neutral. Like, I wear men's basketball shorts. Why do they have to be labeled men's basketball shorts? Like, Yeah, I don't understand. Why can't they just be gender neutral shorts? <laughs> I get, like, the whole, like, well-fitting stuff, but can't you do that for... You can't say, <laughs> just, like broad shoulders or curves or something like that to label clothes instead of like being like ah yes this this is obviously a gendered piece of clothing especially when like there's men's things that fit people who identify as women better like I just like yeah so like (laughs) on that so assuming I have very very broad shoulders Mm -hmm. and I can't wear most like female gendered shirts right i have to wear like um gender neutral or men's shirts Mm. because they just don't fit my shoulders now they've gotten better about it there are like tall lines of clothing now as someone who is six feet tall very much appreciates (laughs) but yeah still annoys me yeah it wigs me out man yeah. Just, like, have descriptions and have, like, or, like, have, like, a set of, like, I don't know, just have descriptions based off of things that you want. So you can, like, filter, like, color, what type of thing you want, how you want it to fit. Right, and it yeah. just pulls up stuff. Like, that would be so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It just, it weirds me out. It weirds me out to no end. I'm just... Yeah. 
Well, so I started feeling weird about it around when I discovered it. Like, the more I discovered it online and, you know, went to my uh, local GSA, all that stuff, I just kind of felt more and more like, hey, maybe there's something up with this. Maybe I'm, you know, something different and maybe these are my people, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I Did just, you have any, like, I don't moments know. of realization? Like, it was always, for me growing up, it was always like, my mom was like, like, are you attracted to anybody? Do you like anybody? I was like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. Just no. It was like, so I guess I just, I never felt connected to it. Like, mm. I was just like, I, I'm not attracted to people. But it was just never like you know it was never I didn't ever think that maybe I was you know part of a different sexuality mm-hmm. and not straight I was just like I'm just not attracted to people because I didn't know the terms right at yeah. that point in time and there was like there's one another conversation other than like the one in the car when I was like seven but um, <laughs> there was another one where my mom was like I was like oh yeah we have like this new guy on some team and she's like oh is he attractive and I'm like I don't know I didn't really pay attention and she's like you didn't how do you like it's just kind of like you look at them and you're like I am I don't know I don't really judge people based off of their looks <laughs> like, they're not I don't know I really it just they're they're there <laughs> right and so you know I guess like things like that like and eventually my mom's like okay maybe there's something different <laughs> Right. I don't know. What about you? Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, I I guess I just always thought like people were pretty in general. Like, I don't think I've ever met someone and been like, "Ooh, they're ugly" or something. Yeah. Uh, but I've never thought like I do notice. <laughs> like, unlike you do, like I feel like when I see someone in public, I'll lean over to my mom and be like, "Wow, they're really pretty." <laughs> Yeah, and, like you know, aesthetically pleasing. Like, right, yeah. You know, they're very pretty. Yeah. And I I don't think that's really depended a lot on anything except for them being pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't tend to notice, like, things like, how are they presenting? Like, are they mask femme or whatever? I'm just like, ah, they're attractive. And they look nice today, so. <laughs> I mean, like, I can tell when people look nice. Like, oh, you know. I've, I'm like, I've heard it described as like, oh, you know, that's like aesthetically pleasing. I like the way that looks. Right, but, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, oh, I found that attractive. <laughs> right. I don't think I've ever fully settled on anything label-wise. So yeah. I don't know if I can, like, <laughs> be a good descriptor. But I just think that a lot of people are attractive and I'm not sure where I fall on like is that just aesthetic is that romantic whatever and obviously I like to cuddle with people and stuff like that I'm a very touchy-feely person (laughs) so like the the line between friendship and dating has always been blurred for me and whatever but yeah so when I got like introduced to like the weirder minority minority sexualities right um I actually got introduced to it through books which oh, really? yeah that's one of the reasons that's like 
So I've told you a lot about Alice Oseman. Right. <laughs> and the reason she is like, other than like she writes good books, but like her characters have interesting sexualities that aren't normal. Like, right. I guess normal isn't the right word, but <laughs> minorities, I guess. Yeah. And so I looked at that and then I looked at the other ones and I'm like, oh, there are people who also thought people were exaggerating when they said, you know, crushes and stuff like that. <laughs> they were right. like, oh, there are, there are people who also thought they were exaggerating. They aren't exaggerating. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there was a point in time when I legitimately thought all of the romance books, like, those feelings were legitimately, like, exaggerated and fake. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, like, just looking back on it, I was like, there's no way people actually feel that. <laughs> so then I looked up the term asexual and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I kind of fit into that, like, category of people. <laughs> well, so I haven't really, I, I read a lot less than you, let's be honest. Uh, but I haven't really, <laughs> I haven't felt that exposed to that many different representations in the books I've read. I mean, I guess I, looking at my bookshelf right now, I guess I mostly cater to, like, white gay men books, which is, like, <laughs> not what I want to be catering towards, but somehow I always end up with them. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like they are more mainstream. They are. Like, um, just, they're represented way more, like, if anyone talks about having queer characters on their show, they're talking about... You guessed it, a white gay man. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's great that there's at least some representation, but... Yeah. yeah. So, like, the, I really want to see an asexual character on screen. Like, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I would actually watch that. <laughs> and you watch nothing. I know. It would be like, yay. <laughs> No, yeah. The only two books that I've read where there's, like, actually some diversity is Radio Silence by Alice Oseman and then Loveless by Alice Oseman. Yeah. But, yeah. Both very good books. They feature characters that are not all white. <laughs> Luckily and, enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like if I'd seen more, you know, kind of media representation, then I would have found out faster and I would have felt, like, less weird about it. Yeah, definitely. And I, I wish there was more, like, questioning representation. Because I think people are kind of, you know, expected to have a label for themselves. Even, yeah, like, you know, like, especially when you're not straight, they're like, well, then what are you? And that's like, um, maybe they don't know yet, right? And yeah. it's always kind of flexing, so. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because it, I was like, there's nobody who, like, you know, a lot of, I mean, I guess there's some stories about it, but there's not a lot, and it's not represented. Mm. And if it is, it's like, you know the stereotypical <laughs> <laughs> right well and it's almost always like ends with them deciding who they are and I don't think that actually happens for a lot of people like I I don't think there's anyone I've met who's like has decided flat out final 
who they are, like, sexuality-wise. Like, I don't think they're... <laughs> I think it's always changing, and I think new labels come along, too, that sometimes fit people better, so... Yeah. yeah. I mean... It's just more fluid than I think straight people would like to think. <laughs> yeah, I think it definitely is. But, I mean, I guess there's also the part, like, you know, coming, like, you know, what you label yourself as now may change in the future, but, like, that's what I pick now. Totally. So, so it's just kind of, you know? Yeah. It's just, it what it's what fits now. Mm-hmm. This is kind of weird and maybe a tangent, but something that I think about a lot is, like, I look back at previous, like, feelings that I've had, like, about people and whatnot and I've been like is this actually was I legitimately feeling this or was I just making this up because of you know social pressure and whatever and there's been things that I've like realized hey you know maybe this was kind of a little bit me being like ah I need to like someone so I'm going to just choose somebody in my near friend group and do it but yeah I've done that too (laughs) (laughs) I think there's also like you have to recognize that whatever you were feeling was legit. Like, if you were feeling, like... I'm probably not you. I'm talking about me now. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. I get that. (laughs) Just, like, there's been times that I've been, like, you know, it would be easier to be this or that. You know, it would be easier to be a lesbian or whatever. And I was just like, well, then, clearly my feelings for this person was not legitimate, but was and it was what I was feeling so it's just like and that's kind of the same for like labels like even if you change your label later like that's legitimately what you were feeling in that moment and that doesn't like diminish it at all that you changed it yeah I guess yeah. I haven't experienced a lot of that because like the terms that like I guess I'm currently using are very similar to what I've always kind of felt right <laughs> it's just putting a label on it yeah, and that it's can like, be so nice, you know, just to find yeah. the right thing. I mean, then there was, like, you know, I don't want to necessarily be part of that sexuality because right. <laughs> there's so much, like, oh, you're going to die alone and have, like... <laughs> yeah, I hate that, man. Yeah, and, like, oh, you're not going to, like, fall in love and blah, blah, blah. His, like, you know, I also think I'm aromantic. Right. Which is you know also not normal so (laughs) (laughs) and it causes a lot of social stigma but honestly like I gotta tell you as someone who has crushes on a lot of people you are not missing out on anything it is so stressful to be (laughs) (laughs) crushing on someone like you don't want it it's not it's not fun half the time and the other half I don't know if it's worth it but (laughs) yeah I don't think you're missing out I don't know if I label right now, I, for a really long time I was going with pansexual, but I don't know if I'm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't struggle. know if I'm just like panromantic and ace or whatever. I haven't been all that interested in sexual experiences, um, to be honest. I just like people a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm the opposite, except, well, I'm the same, but I just don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm currently using the terms asexual pan gray aromantic question mark (laughs) that's kind of it's not yeah it's kind of what I'm using right now 
I was thinking, do you want to talk about the... I don't know if you've seen the discourse I'm going to... Like, there's... Wow, I'm doing this badly. There's this um, argument going on online that I have recently paid attention to, but that has been going on for quite a bit of time, it seems like, um, about um, bisexuality versus pansexuality. Okay. Apparently, there's, like, a lot of animosity because bisexual people feel like um, pansexuality is just, like, is the exact same thing, and it's just, like, they're trying to get, like, pan people are just kind of (sighs) by erasure. Have you heard that term? I, well, we all know I don't go on the internet. (laughs) I've kind of heard it a little bit um, in doing some research, but, yeah. It's just, like, a lot of times in media especially, people will um, kind of gloss over by people or say that, Mm -hmm. like, they're bi and then turn out to be uh, gay or straight or whatever and just, like, have bias an interim phase. Um, yeah, I have seen that. Delegitimize it. It's, yeah, it's a whole thing and definitely not something I approve of, but they feel like pan people are just trying to relabel bi because I don't know, but and then like there's this thing about trying to explain the difference between them that people tend to say like pan people are attracted to the person and not their genitals and bi people are like bro, it's not like we're attracted to people's (laughs) genitals. (laughs) Uh, Which totally makes sense and I'm just kind of like Personally, I don't know where I stand on it. And I was kind of thinking, like, do you know where you stand on that kind of? Well, I haven't had a lot of time to think about it because I haven't heard about, like, that exact. I've heard about, like, issues, but I didn't know it was. Right. I haven't heard a lot of arguments for either. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, I would kind of say. I don't know. I guess I kind of fall into the, like, if it's not your sexuality then I don't think you get to define it. Right. Um, Because other people can't tell you how you feel. (laughs) Right. So if some people feel like they need another term other than bisexual, then that's that. Mm. But, I mean, I I get where the argument comes from. Right. It, It does seem, I don't know. I haven't had a lot of time to think about it. Yeah, totally. We can also talk about this later, like, cut it in or whatever yeah it's a very interesting argument though yeah i just it's the first like thing that i felt like i really just don't know and it's kind of personal because i've used pan for so long like i feel weird about it and kind of guilty for like doing bioreacher stuff like i really don't want to be a part of that but i need to like be like hey if i'm doing this we should probably talk about it yeah no i don't know it's weird Yeah, because, so the thing about, like, I guess, for me, bi means two. It literally means two. So, when I think of pan, I think of, like, everyone is included in that kind of view, but bi people like two genders. That just kind of makes sense to me in my head. But I know that that's not, there there is an argument by people <laughs> Get it? By people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> about like, by people have always included non binary and trans people, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, but I don't, it kind of feels weird to me. Like, I just don't, like, it. Li- the literal definition of it <laughs> doesn't make sense to me then, but. Yeah, but the do all bi people include, like, non-binary and trans people? See, that's in, what I like, don't think, I don't think that's true. See, that's where, that's why I think, like, it, each of them deserves their own label. Right, Because, yeah. and if you want to take on the other label, that's fine. But, right. I guess. But, like, I don't know. I feel like it's weird to have, yeah. I definitely agree with what you're saying, though. Because, like, bi and pan, I, right. I've always seen them as two different things. Right. I mean, they overlap, but I don't, I've seen them as two different things. Yeah. Well, like, and I had a bi friend explain to me what the difference was once, um, a while ago. And, um, they were like, well, there's, you know, bi people like two genders, sometimes more, sometimes less than the other ones. And that's the difference where, like, pan people don't really care. And that's, I, like, I don't know. I just don't know if that's the way everyone holds the identity and whatever. So, I like, I just don't know if it's, I don't know if we can make universal statements when people seem to define it differently, personally. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think you can ever make... A lot of the times you can't make universal statements when it comes to sexuality. Right. Because each person experiences it differently. Right. Like, I mean, if you take asexuality, for example, there are so many subcategories that, like, right. overlap and are super confusing. I mean, like, gray sexual, the definition is... You may or may not feel sexual attraction <laughs> some of the time. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. What is like the qualification for that? Like, Boy, complicado. one person or. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something. Yeah, so it's kind of like if you wanted to find that, it's, it's just, I don't understand. <laughs> like, you can't make generalized statements about that because. Right. Each person's going to experience that differently. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just, like, feel weirdly attacked by, like, pansexuality is just by erasures, like, things that I've seen. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. I think there's just different labels for different people, and they get what they want out of them. Yeah. I think that is a very accurate description. Yay! We talked a little bit about expectations and a little bit about representation, but I think they collide a lot when there's, like, things like, I don't think I've seen that much difference queer representation. Like, I feel like I've seen a meme about this recently, actually, Um, not to sound like a teenager, but (laughs) (laughs) we should get shirts that say that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I saw a meme about uh, how all non-binary people in media are, like, robots or aliens or something. Yeah. And it's disturbingly accurate, but there's also, like, simpler things, like how a lot of gay people are, like, the gay best friends, and they tend to be really flamboyant and over-the-top and white and cis and (laughs) a whole bunch of things. But, yeah. Yeah, and there's, like, the... um. 
I I've heard like or I've heard and seen like the you know the stereotypical outfits too. Wait, mm. get back into the clothing issue and like what the hell is up with that? Oh my god. Yeah. Which I mean, I guess I get where it might stem from. Like you know, some groups just tend to adopt some styles, but like you can't assume everybody's gonna have that style. <laughs> And the media represents stuff how they want to see it, so... Right. They put people in stereotypes like that. Yeah. Kind of sucks. really does. And it, like, legitimately causes some serious mental health problems for people. And it's not fun. Like, that's... Uh, that should not be something reinforced by society. No, <laughs> definitely should not. <laughs> I, ugh, so many issues with it. Now that I'm thinking about it, I actually have seen one, and I repeat this, one person who actually has said that they are asexual on television. Who? Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think you'd actually like the show, and the character isn't there for that long, but it's sex education. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't think you'd like it, but but it does have a canon asexual character. That is awesome. (laughs) I'll stick to my books. <laughs> I would recommend it for other people, though, not to advertise. It's just really an interesting show, and it advertises a lot of different finding out who you are kind of stuff. And yeah, but it is very, very, and I repeat, very explicit and not for children. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I might stay away from that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I have honestly I never seen anything until, like, even in, like, books until, like, three months ago. <laughs> so, that yeah. was great. And then, you know, then you search it up and you find this little tiny corner of the web. <laughs> where they gather and jokes about us being gods and dragons are made. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's really- <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and eating a lot of candy. Yeah. <laughs> that that's pretty much sums up. <laughs> Replace sex with wonderful, wonderful foods. Yeah. Or, like, who needs a romantic relationship when you can just work and do fun <laughs> things? Like, go exactly. to the lake. Exactly. I don't understand. When you can start Actually, a podcast. <laughs> there is a podcast about um, asexuality problems. That is really interesting. That's hilarious. I've been listening to it. Hold on. I'll find the name of it because I feel like you might enjoy this. Oh, totally. If they have an Instagram account, let's follow them. They do. Uh, Sounds fake, but okay. Sounds fake, but okay. Yeah. Because, you know, like, um, there's... When I was, like, reading about asexuality, there's a common thing like, oh, that's just an internet sexuality. Like, that's not anything anybody actually feels. Because it's so hard for people who are allosexual, I think is the term, Mm. to actually comprehend that. Huh. That's so cool. So, yeah. Okay, sounds fake, but okay. I had something else that I was going to go off of. Uh, Oh, media representation. Right. Yeah. I recently found a song. Ooh. That was, like, about being aromantic. And I was like... <laughs> Yo! 
yes. <laughs> and then um, one of the lyrics. Hold on. I'm going to see if I can get it to go without. No. Hold on. We're going to find the lyric. Okay. okay. Oh, it's not going to give it to me. Nah. And now it's playing music. But it's like, um, it's like something about like, you can go and do all your romantic things, but like, I have other things to do that are better. <laughs> <laughs> what is but this yeah. song? It's uh, Never Been in Love by Will J. Awesome. Okay. Gonna listen to that later. <laughs> uh, I quite like it. I thought it was an interesting song. Especially because all of the media is like, or like at least songs, mm-hmm. are all about people's relationships and their problems with relationships and sex. <laughs> and I'm like, man, even I get bored of that sometimes. Like, bro. <laughs> Come on, get over it. It's not that great. <laughs> Isn't there better things to sing songs about, guys? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, like, world issues. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, I can't sing or write songs, so. <laughs> but, yeah. That's yeah. Fair. I just thought yeah. it was interesting. And cool. No. Yeah. I love knowing about these things. Yes. And this is good information for podcast listeners. Very good information. Hey, if you have some time and you enjoy the podcast, maybe you can share it with some friends. Hey, folks, you're nearing the end of the podcast. This is a reminder that this month's short story is Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. You know the drill. Read along this month to know what we're talking about. You can contact us via email at theteensagepodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at teens underscore aged. Thanks for listening in. This has been the Teens Age Podcast with Alex and Kyler.